Welcome to the STEM Teacher Podcast. I'm your host, John Van Dusen. We're going to talk about American flag STEM, mainly uh, the math behind the flag and some of the engineering, really. So if you look at the American flag, um, it wasn't regulated in size or shape until an executive order signed on June 24th, 1912. Um, neither the order of the stars nor the proportions of the flag were prescribed until then. So until that time, there was a lot of unusual arrangements of stars and odd proportions, and it was up to the individual flag maker. Um, I'm on the Smithsonian Institute website right now. So the resolution of June 14, 1777 resolved that the flag of the United States is made of 13 stripes alternating red and white and the union be 13 stars white in a blue field representing a new constellation. So obviously the 13 stands for the 13 original colonies. Uh, January 13th, 1794, uh, they went to 15 stripes and stars. Uh, and then, you know, the plan was to add a stripe and a star for every new state. But on April 4th, 1818, so it is that 24 years later, provided for 13 stripes and one star for each state to be added to the flag on the 4th of July following the admission of the new state. So you had three or four states come in the following 4th of July, Independence Day, those stars would be added to the flag. So President Taft, June 24th, 1912, established proportions of the flag and provided for arrangements of stars in six horizontal rows of eight each, a single point of each star to point upward. So six rows, eight each, 48 states. President Eisenhower, January 3rd, 1959, provided the stars in seven rows of seven stars each. So now we're looking at 49. And then President Eisenhower in uh, 1959, August, provided the arrangement of stars in nine rows of stars staggered horizontally and 11 rows of stars staggered vertically, which if you look at the American flag, we see it all the time, so it seems pretty easy. But when you have 49 stars or 48 stars, it's, it's pretty simple. But when you have 50 stars, you actually have to uh, do some engineering on that field of blue to make sure all the stars fit and it looks nice. So... Uh, 1777, we started with 13 stars and it stayed that way until 1795. Then pretty much every year after, we skip a few years, we skip between 19, or, uh, 1820, we don't do anything in 1821, between 1822 and 1836, we don't add any, but pretty much every year or two, they're adding stars. Um, you know, it looks like one star each. Then in uh, July 4th, 1890, we went from 38 stars to 43. We added North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana, Washington, and Idaho. And then we do one state, one state, one state. Uh, 48 stars on July 4th, 1912, where we had New Mexico and Arizona. We added Alaska. Uh, on 1959 and then 1960 to present, we added Hawaii. So we have our 50 stars. Um, so that's pretty interesting. When you're looking at the dimensions of the flag, they all look the same, regardless if they are, you know, 
a big, huge flag on top of a ginormous flagpole, or if it's a little one that kids wave at Fourth of July parades. They're all the same dimensions. The original American flag, the original dimensions was 30 by 42 feet. And it was larger than the modern garrison flags used by the United States Army, which have a standard size, and this is today, of 20 by 38 feet. Uh, the first flag act adopted on June 14, 1777, created the original United States flag of 13 stars and 13 stripes. We just covered that. So flag dimensions, this is pretty interesting. And based on the height of your flagpole, there is a guide for how big your flag should be. If you have, and this is at home. If you have a 15 foot flagpole, you should have a, a three by five foot flag. 20 foot flagpole, uh, three by five, 25 foot flagpole, it moves to uh, four by six feet, 50 foot flagpole, eight by 12 to a 10 by 15. And it goes all the way up to a 70 to 80 foot flagpole. You can get a 12 foot by 18 foot flag. And that's just so it looks right from the ground. You wouldn't want a three foot by five foot flag on an 80 foot flagpole just the same as you wouldn't want a 12 by 18 flag on a 20 foot flagpole. That would just look silly. And when the American flag looks silly, it's, I consider it disrespectful. Um, so when we look at the executive order 10834 official flags, not personal flags, must meet these standards. And there is a measurement and a proportion for every part of the flag. There's the hoist, which is from the top to the bottom. Uh, there's the fly, which is from the where it would touch the flagpole out to the edge. And those dimensions, if the hoist is one, the fly is 1.9. So it's almost twice as long. Um, the height of the union, which is the field of blue, is 7 thirteenths, which is pretty interesting. It takes up seven uh, stripes, and that's 0 0.53 um if if you're looking at as as dimensions so if you had a a 10 by 19 flag the blue field would be 5.385 feet so that's pretty interesting and then every uh you know it has the width of each stripe it has the diameter of the star it has the distance of the middle of the star to the edge of the blue and it's different from top to bottom as it is from left to right. So that's pretty interesting. Um, but the dimensions, you know, that would be a really good STEM project to get them, uh, especially like middle school, maybe high school, when you're working with um, dimensions and ratios and percentages, you could, you could really do a lot of things with the American flag. Um, I'm going to talk just for a second about folding the flag. Um, if you've never seen it done by a um, a Boy Scout troop or a uh, you know an army unit, maybe an honor guard at a funeral, it is really pretty special. Uh, the American Legion um, is pretty famous for for doing this, and they have a, a meaning for every fold. When you fold the flag, there's a very specific way to do it, and there's 13 folds in the flag. So again, that number 13 is coming out at us. So we're gonna talk about the folding of the flag. 
just for a second. And the first flag is when you fold the flag in half and it is the symbol of life. The second fold signifies our belief in eternal life. The third fold is made in honor and tribute of the veterans departing our ranks and who gave a portion of their life in defense of our country to attain peace. The fourth fold exemplifies our weaker nature as citizens trusting in God. It is to him we turn for his divine guidance. The fifth fold is an acknowledgement to our country. From the words of Stephen Decatur, our country is dealing with other countries. May she always be right, but it is still our country, right or wrong. Well, that's pretty powerful. The sixth fold is for where our hearts lie. It is with our heart that we pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. The seventh fold is a tribute to our armed forces, for it is through the armed forces we protect our country and our flag against all enemies. Eighth fold is a tribute to the one who entered into the valley of the shadow of death, that we might see the light of day and to honor our mother for whom it flies on Mother's Day. The ninth fold is to honor to womanhood, for it has been through their fair faith, love, loyalty, and devotion that the character of men and women who have made this country great have been molded. The tenth fold is a tribute to the father, for he too has given his sons and daughters for defense of this country since he or she was first born. The eleventh fold in the eyes of the Hebrew citizens representing the lower portion of the seal of the King of David and King Solomon and glorifies in their eyes the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The twelfth fold in the eyes of the Christian citizen represents an embodied of eternity and glorified in their eyes God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. In the last fold, when the flag is completely folded, stars are uppermost, reminding us of our nation's motto, In God We Trust. And when you fold the flag, it looks like a triangle and all of the stars are on the outside. You will see no red or white stripes. So uh, again, if you've never seen it, it can be a pretty powerful um, thing to watch, especially if you know all the things about uh, what each fold represents. So uh, just another fun, fun flag fact. If you see a soldier or sailor with the American flag on their shoulder, it appears that it's upside down. I'm sorry, not upside down. It appears that it's flying backwards in that the it'll be on the right shoulder and the field of blue will be on the right hand side of the flag. And some people may think that it's flying backwards, but that's not true because it's on the right side as the soldiers are charging into battle. It's as if the flag is waving behind them because back in the day when you actually had a flag man that was holding the flag, a flag bearer, when they would run into battle, the flag would wave behind them and everybody could look and see the flag charging forward. So every time a soldier charged forward, the, uh, the flag is flying true. So that's it, a little flag stem for you. Again, a lot of math and some history behind it, but it's something that's, that I take really close to heart. I think it's really important. And, um, you know, as we get closer to, to summer and we start thinking about Flag Day on June 14th and we start thinking about the 4th of July, um, you know, there's some STEM opportunities there with your children or with your students. And if you go on Pinterest, there are just a million STEM projects you can do with the American flag. So that's it. This has been the STEM Teacher Podcast. Open your mind and be brave enough to learn something new.